I want to talk about poor student achievement and the nearly zero accountability for different uh, places around the state, districts around the state. And I, I thought I was having a nightmare or I thought I was reading uh, wire po- points, there's uh, the information wrong. This is pre-pandemic, and this is what they found. When Wirepoints first dug into the pre-pandemic scores of Decatur third graders, they thought that they had been misreported. The state report card said just 2% of Decatur's black third graders could read at grade level. Just 2%. Now think about that. They found a similar story in cities across Illinois. Only 7% of Rockford's black population, 11% of Elgin's Hispanic, and 10% of Waukegan's black third graders met reading proficiency requirements in 2019. And this just isn't about the minorities. They said that 16% of Decatur whites were reading at grade level. We're saying 16%. So... I I haven't been a third grader or been around uh, third, third graders in many, many years. But from all of the studies that I have read over the years, black boys are usually doing very well up to about fourth grade. If they are performing this poorly, black children, in third grade, when the brains are just thirsty. The brain is just thirsty for knowledge. And third graders like school. So tell me how only 2%. You've had third graders in your house, right, Titus? How excited were they to learn, first of all? Very excited. Very excited. They love going to school every day. So why... Well, guess who's on the line? Ted Dabrowski, is, who is the president of Wirepoint, um, is with us today. Ted, say it ain't so. I wish I could say so, Perry. Thanks for having me on. Sure. I wish I could say so, but my goodness, when, when we started peeling back the layers of this thing and, and seeing what kind of results we had across the state, um, you know, this is, if we're, if we're going to rebuild our state, if we're going to have great cities, you can't have most of the kids coming out without the ability to read and do math at, you know, at grade level. And, and that's what's happening now in mass. I mean, I just look back. I remember when at my brother, deceased brother, when Alan was being tested, his test scores were off the charts. Every time he was reading and, and, and <clears throat> doing math at high school level, we all were. And at least every child, and we had two classes, every child was working at at least grade level. What happened? I mean, this is a a question that we have to ask. Now, you said this is pre-pandemic. God knows what what these kids in these areas, what they're looking like now. It's far worse now. It's far worse. Yeah, Perry, we we looked at this. We tried to explain, you know, how did we get into this position where we have so many places in our state? And, you know, I was looking at Harvey, 7% of of our third grade black kids can read at grade level. In Dalton, it's seven um, or five. I've you know, never heard of such a thing. Well, that's the, exactly. And and but let me let me make it worse. Okay, we spend the eighth most in the country in education. So it's not like. And I know I know some districts get more than others, right? right. And that's 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 true. But you know, I'm looking at Dalton, one forty eight. I think it's nineteen thousand dollars. 
the average in Florida, the average spending per student in Florida is less than 10000 And Dalton 148 is getting 19 Harvey is getting 15 So it's, I want to say it's not for money. But let me give you the other stat that we found that was incredible. Okay. Despite these horrific results in, Har- sorry, in, in Decatur, I'm looking at Harvey now, despite the 7% reading results in Harvey, 100% of the teachers were evaluated as proficient or excellent. Okay, and so we've got huge disconnects between what our kids can do and what our teachers, you know, what we're saying our teachers are doing. And, and the State Board of Education is calling many of these school districts or schools commendable. Um, it's, it's a mess, and we're spending tons of money on it, and our kids are coming out unprepared for college, unprepared for the workforce. Uh, there's, there's a lot to be done, which means we have to kind of dismantle this system. I don't understand it, but the only thing that I'm going to say, and if any of you agree with me or disagree with me, um, tell me. You know, you send your kids to school to get a formal education, but there is a responsibility of people raising these children to make sure that their kids are proficient, that they can read a, a Dr. Seuss book backwards and forwards and sideways. And if if that's not happening, then there's a problem. I actually years ago dated a guy that was functionally illiterate, believe it or not. He couldn't even read a Dr. Seuss book. He couldn't read a Dr. Seuss book. And that, like I said, Dr. Seuss, um, you know, there's some criticism about him, but Dr. Seuss made it fun to read. That's what I learned. That's how I really learned how to read before I even went to school. I love Dr. Seuss books. So, you know, I, uh, go ahead. Yeah, Perry. So, you know, I, I taught my kids. I have four kids. I, we did Hooked on Phonics. Hooked and, you on know, these, Phonics, yes. Yeah, Hooked on Phonics. We went one by one, and all my kids read, it, read at a very early age. And, uh, yeah, we had tons of Dr. Seuss books, too. And, and here's the thing, right? If, if a kid can't read at grade level by the third grade, they're in huge trouble because then they can't understand science in fifth grade or history in seventh grade or civics or whatever. So that's a huge, huge point of, of you know, uh, where you have to have the kids doing well. And, you know, a place like Florida, for example, has a law that says you have to be able to read in third grade before you can get pushed into the fourth grade. But we don't have that here. Oh, well, we, we need that law. Along. We need we put that the kids law. along to, you know, if I showed you the results in Decatur, it's single digits of, of um, reading ability or, you know, being at grade level every single year, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, you know, just all the way through until high school. And so here's what happens in a place like Decatur, but it's happening everywhere. The kids are graduating at, at, at levels of 70 percent, 80 percent, and yet most of them can't read. This might be like 15, 20 percent, 10 percent reading ability. Uh, or let's say English language arts ability. So uh, we're just pushing them through the system. And, and this kind of ties back to our discussion a couple of weeks ago when we talked about, um, yes, yes, and, and yes, the parents bear a lot of responsibility about what we're talking about Absolutely. Today. They do. But they also, but, but as, a, as a society, we spend $38 billion, all taxpayer dollars, for education. Where is the money? You know, the system doesn't work. Right. Right. And people are getting enriched. You, know, you got guys like Troy Paraday from Calumet City or um, uh, uh, Miss Murray from Homewood Flossmore. They have lifetime pensions of not, you know, whatever it is, eight to nine million dollars in lifetime pensions. They retired when they're in their fifties, and look at the results of the schools. So we have a huge disconnect between a system that we're paying for 
and, and the outcomes. I think we, some people might argue we could do better if we just didn't put any money at all and, and parents are for, forced to homeschool because you can't get much worse than 2% in, in reading in Decatur. It's 1% in math. So 1%? Um, you're yeah. just adding 1 plus 1. Well, this is third grade. So this tells you what are they doing in the schools? What What is the purpose of those schools? Or have they given up? Is a system given up and it's really just, uh, you know, take them in, take care of them during the day and just push them, push them through the years and they graduate. You give them a diploma so that you're ready to go, but they're really not. See, that, and this is why places like Decatur and Harvey and Dalton and all these places are struggling because this, we're putting out people into the workforce and, who aren't ready. And this is the problem. And, and let me just say this. So I, it might be called people are so excited that their kids graduate from kindergarten. Then they're excited about their kids graduating from eighth grade. And then they're, you know, if they're lucky enough, they're excited to get them um, graduated through high school. And I'm just going to be very honest. The valedictorian of some of these schools at some of these underperforming schools, they try to send their kids to the University of Illinois. 90% of them come back home within the first semester. They do not have the tools to go away to college and to and to and and to um to thrive. They've never they don't know what it is. And I'm gonna tell you, it's sad. They don't know what it is to write a paper. They don't know what it is to read a book from cover to cover and be able to discuss it. They don't know all of these things that we took for granted or our parents took for granted, they're not getting that education anymore. So you have to spend time with third grade is when little boys and girls are more excited about going to school than that's anything right. else in their lives. That's that's all they want to do for them. It just to learn their their brains are like sponges and it excites them to be able to come home and show their moms and dads or whoever their guardians are. Look what grade I got on my paper. I got a strawberry today or I got a, you know, something. I I don't understand these kinds of um, these kind of this study. I, I can't understand it. Decatur's black students are only 2% can read at grade level. Uh, Decatur, all students, only 9% are reading at grade level. Um, 16% of Decatur white students, only 16% of them can read at grade level. Uh, 17% of Decatur Hispanic students are reading at, at grade level. The state average for black students is 22%. The state average for Hispanic students is 27%. The state average of all students is 36%. And the state average of white students is a paltry 44%. What are we putting out here? Has well, education no longer, is it no longer important, Ted? Yeah, you know, Perry, this is the problem. And I, I, I argue this is the system. The system has gotten so big. Uh, they, they they worry more about, you know, and this is a big part of the discussion. They're more worried about equity. A lot of them are, are trying to bring down the standards um, so that it's easier for the kids to pass rather than elevating the standards or holding everybody to a, to a high level of, of performance because that's what we need, right? It doesn't matter what race you are. Uh, you know, indicators, 16% of whites, only 16% of whites can read a grade level. So we're talking about a system, systemic failure. Um, we don't need to dumb down our standards. And I think what this is telling us is that 
the unions have all the power, the teachers unions, the administrators have all the power, State Board of Education, and yet parents, you know, even those parents who really want to get engaged, they can't do anything in these systems. So, you know, this is why we argue at WirePoints, we need things like school choice, we need vouchers, we need money to follow the kids so the parents can find the best school for their children and not be forced to go into these systems that don't work. I mean, that's really the only fair thing to do is to, to give empower the parents, those that really want to be empowered, let them have a voucher and find the best school that meets their kids' needs where they can be excited about school and not be in a system that just passes them through and doesn't care. Hmm. It's interesting because um, my mom and dad paid for our education from the time, well, for all of Allen's education, and I was at Pershing, one of the best schools, even at that time, and it was just a neighborhood school at that time, and I was there up to second grade. And um, it, I just remember being excited about going to school. I remember the day my father walked me into school like it was yesterday on the first day. And I had a cute little denim pencil case with my name written on it. We'll talk more about this with Ted Dabrowski, president of WirePoint. We're asking the questions, how can this happen? Who is it that allowing such bad outcomes to persist without intervention? Administrators, school boards, the Illinois State Board of Education, state lawmakers, and where are the parents in all of this? I want to hear from you, 773-591-1690. Let's go to our telephone calls, the poor student achievement and near zero accountability. I just don't understand how 2% of Decatur's black students in, um, in 20, this is in 2019, this is before the pandemic, only 2% of their kids were reading at grade level. Wow. And then overall, only 36% of all the kids in the state are reading at grade level. How, now, how are they going to run the world? How are they going to, how are they going to go to college or get certification if they can't understand um, basic metrics? Ted, we've got some calls. I'm going to start with Chris on the south side. Chris, you're on BON. Hey, Perry, how are you? I'm good. Good. Um, you know, um, being a teacher, uh, we've been we've gone through a lot of changes yeah. with the um, with the assessment, right? And we've always, um, speaking of the union, we've always were weary of. Um, who's, who's, um, pretty much controlling the, um, the assessment. Okay. Um, so they've taken phonics out of the classroom. Uh, we have to teach to what's called sight words. You can't learn um, how to read like that. Exactly. Exactly. You can't learn how to read like that. I, you could, that person, if you've never seen a word before. What did they tell us? Sound it out. Exactly. Oh wow. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's a there's a big problem uh, with the Illinois State Board of Education and um, and who they're looking to to um, create these assessments. And um, yeah, as a parent, I'm very concerned myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I, I, I really want phonics to be brought back into the classroom. And if not, and, then, uh, not then parents are going to have to get the hooked on phonics books. Ted was just saying that, you know, he taught his kids be, how to read before they uh, went to school because of hooked on phonics. I taught my brother how to read because I loved reading so much before he even mm-hmm. went to school. So we got, yeah, I taught my kids yeah. uh, how to um, how to um, read phonics as well, but it should be ta- it should be taught in the school. And it's not in the it's not in the Illinois state curriculum at all. Not at all. I not I had all. no idea. Ted, what do you think about that? Oh, Being a dad, a- amen to what, amen to what Chris says. You know, they've, they've taken phonics out. They have this this. You know, I, I read a, a good bit of studies on this crazy sight reading. It's not good. And you know they, they've got. I think I think there is a plan to try to bring back phonics. I have to remember if that's happening. But Chris is spot on. They've, and this is what they're doing across so many things, right? If you they we're talking about the young kids now, talk about the older kids later. They're taking out classics. They're uh, they're just really re- reshaping what ed, quote education is, looks like. And uh, you know when, when you strip out like phonics, it's not good. So Ted, tell our listeners how they can see more about this. Um, what you wrote about and see the they can see the numbers right before their eyes. Where did they go? Yeah, Perry, if, if they go to 